Today is Tuesday, January 24th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take aside and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. This episode is brought to you by Kickoff. Kickoff is the easiest way to build credit fast. Whether you have no credit or want to boost your score, Kickoff is the number one credit building app that has helped over a million people take control of their credit. We're starting with updates from Saturday night's mass shooting in Monterey Park, California. The death toll has now risen to 11 people, and law enforcement has been able to learn new details about the evening. The shooter was a 72-year-old Asian man named Hu Can Tran, who frequented and even used to work at the dance club where he committed the shooting. Investigators believe he specifically targeted some people and shot others randomly. He also reportedly had recently visited the police station in the town where he was living in a mobile park to say that his family was poisoning him. We've also learned more information about what played out at the second dance hall he went to in Alhambra. There, a 26-year-old man named Brandon Say, whose family has owned the dance hall for three generations, was able to wrestle the weapon away from Tran. Say told reporters that Tran was not hiding that he was trying to do harm, and from his body language and facial expression, he was looking for people. It's also been reported that the weapon he used was a semi-automatic pistol with a silencer and an extended large-capacity magazine attached, which is not legal in California. And although we were just 22 days into January when the shooting happened, this was already the 33rd mass shooting this year. Verdicts came down in two separate January 6th trials yesterday with guilty findings across the board. Four members of the Oath Keepers were found guilty for seditious conspiracy following their leader Stuart Rhodes' conviction a few months ago. A guilty verdict for seditious conspiracy carries up to 20 years in prison. In a separate trial, a D.C. jury found the insurrectionist who sat in Nancy Pelosi's chair, Richard Bego Barnett, guilty on all eight counts against him, including four felonies. His most serious charge in the case was obstructing an official proceeding, which carries a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. However, based on past January 6th sentencing, advisory guidelines are likely to recommend a much shorter term. However long it is, he'll have plenty of time to reflect on whether it was worth it to be in the Oscar selfie of insurrection picks. But the real karmic punishments of these insurrection trials is that during the course of them, some pretty revealing things are being entered into the public record. For example, the Proud Boys Handbook has been entered into evidence in yet another trial in D.C. for five Proud Boys. It includes things like their ideology, initiation procedures, group songs and chants, and some guidelines for living. For example, banning the wearing of fedoras and limiting masturbating alone to once every 30 days. Though if he needs to do it more, it must be within one yard of a woman with her consent. Also, she can't be a prostitute, and there are no exceptions for FaceTime sex. They also recommend singing the Proud Boy anthem at least once a night. And in case you're curious, which I'm sure you are, that anthem is actually just the song Proud of Your Boy from Aladdin. And in order to hit this once-per-night quota, they are advised to ideally seek out venues that have a jukebox with this song available. Yeah, everyone, make sure you limit your Yelp results to 1970s mall shops. Honestly, it makes sense why they're so rabidly pissed off about everything. The next story would make a great spy movie. So this one goes out to the block screenwriters out there. The former head of counterintelligence for the FBI's New York office, a man named Charles McGonagall, was arrested on charges that he laundered money and violated sanctions against Russia, 
by working with a Russian oligarch. Prosecutors also say that he was paid $225,000 while serving in that very important FBI job. The oligarch in question is Oleg Deripaska. As far as oligarchs go, he is one of the top. Deripaska is a metals magnate with close ties to Putin, and his name might ring a bell as the individual to whom Paul Manafort owed $10 million. Manafort was then alleged to have passed on Trump campaign polling data in order to get hold on that loan, as Manafort himself wrote in an email. Anyway, back to Charles McGonigal. After he ascended to the top counterintelligence job in New York in 2016, he was the FBI official who led an investigation where he found no link between Trump and Russia, and he reportedly worked to have Deripaska's sanctions removed. Then after he retired from the FBI in 2018, prosecutors say he was paid to investigate a rival Russian oligarch on Deripaska's behalf, but that he tried to conceal his involvement through shell companies and forged signatures. As for Deripaska, he was charged last September with violating the sanctions against him by arranging to have his children born in the United States. Oh, you mean like an anchor baby? Arizona Representative Ruben Gallego announced yesterday that he plans to challenge Senator Kirsten Sinema for her Senate seat in 2024. Though Sinema has not officially said whether she will run for re-election, her recent switch of her party affiliation to independent means that this could potentially be a three-way race for the seat. I predict Kirsten Sinema will back away from this race like a magnet from a fridge. And finally for today, the DOJ has reportedly opened an investigation into Abbott Nutrition over operations at one of its factories that heavily contributed to the formula shortage last year. They're examining a plant in Michigan that shut down over sanitation problems early last year after several babies got sick from the formula produced there. And the factory was found to have strikingly unsanitary conditions, including a leaking roof. Abbott voluntarily ceased production for several months, but their recall of Similac was a major blow to the already strained formula supply chain. And if you think that was a problem for Abbott, imagine how it went over with the babies. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements and thanks again to our partner Kickoff. Kickoff helps you build your credit score and is the easiest way to build credit fast. Every on-time payment you make with the Kickoff app is reported to the major credit bureaus. And when they see healthy habits, you see a happier credit score. Plans start at $5 a month and you can apply in minutes with no credit check, no hidden fees, and no interest. Apply now at kickoff.com to start building better credit. That's kikoff.com to build your credit score without the lift. Start today at kickoff.com. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.